Do you ever wish you could talk with some of the dead people from the Bible? Rule number three! I can't bring people back from the dead. It's not a pretty picture. I don't like doing it! I don't mean like that. What I mean is like, when we die and we go to heaven, there's certain characters like I hope to someday talk to, like Moses. You must set them free. Not that Moses. Oh, okay. Or Noah. Get on the ark! Everyone on the ark now! Not that Noah. But I hope one day in heaven to be able to have conversations with them to talk about how those experiences went. But what's interesting is when we look at the Mormon faith, some of those guys like Moses or David or Samson or Gideon won't be people that they can talk to in heaven. If Mormon theology is correct, those people won't be in heaven. Let's get into Mormon Contradictions, part five. Now I know what a lot of you are thinking. I don't believe it. <laughs> but let's look at it. There's an LDS scripture called the Doctrine of Covenants. The Doctrine of Covenants in reality is where most LDS or other Mormon doctrine really comes from. The Book of Mormon, for the most part, really doesn't include a lot of the things that make Mormonism distinctly Mormon. So let's look at what their scriptures say. The Doctrine of Covenants is a book by the LDS church or by most Mormon congregations that's seen as scripture and for the most part is where they're getting their uniquely Mormon or LDS doctrine where they might want to say that they're Christian, the things that make Mormonism uniquely Mormonism, even if we were to say that they are Christian, comes not from the Book of Mormon itself, but comes from a book called the Doctrine of Covenants. These are collections of sayings, of prophecies, of revelations that have been given to Joseph Smith and other prophets after him that are supposed to be binding on the church. These are telling us and explaining to us how doctrine should work, what actions and things the church should be performing. And in this, we get this passage. If we go onto the LDS website, looking at Doctrine and Covenants, section 42, and move down to the summary, we see that it's talking about the saints are commanded to not to kill, steal, lie, lust, or commit adultery, or speak evil against another. Now, if we go a little bit further down and see where this passage actually talks about this, we see this passage. And now behold, I speak unto the church, thou shall not kill, and he that kills shall not have forgiveness of sins in this world or the next. Which means, wait, what? What'd you just say? Shall not have forgiveness of sins in this world or the next. What did you just say? Shall not have forgiveness of sins in this world or the next. Now, a lot of people may argue that in this passage, it's just talking about that you need to be repentant. But when we look at the context here, it seems to indicate that murder is looked at different than anything else. Let's take a look. Going back to the passage, what we can see is it says, and again I say, thou shall not kill, but he that killeth shall die. Then it goes on to talk about the other sins mentioned earlier. And it says, thou shall not steal, and he that stealeth and will not repent shall be cast out. Thou shalt not lie, he that lieth, and will not repent, shall be cast out. Thou shalt love thy wife with all thy heart, and shall cleave unto her and no one else. And he that looketh upon a woman with lust, after he shall deny the faith, and shall not have the spirit, if he repents not, he shall be cast out. In other words, what this isn't saying is that you just need to repent. And if someone repents after committing 
murder or killing someone, then they can be forgiven. The context of Doctrine and Covenants, section 42, is actually saying that someone who kills is never going to be forgiven in this life or the life to come. And we know this because all of the other sins that are mentioned talk about if they repent, they can be forgiven. But when it comes to killing someone, it doesn't matter whether they've repented or not. Hey, that's a bit harsh. Now, once again, some Mormons may claim that you need to look at the more of the context or some of the later prophets explained that that's not what's really being talked about. In fact, I saw one Mormon post that seemed to reference this article by President Kimball talking about morality and arguing that from this passage, we see that it's not just talking about those who don't repent of murder, but if they repent, that they can be forgiven. But if we read the article, now keep in mind, Spencer W. Kimball was the 12th president of the LDS church. But when we see what he has to actually say, he doesn't actually end up justifying murder and saying it's okay so long as you repent. He still goes with the idea that murder itself is unforgivable. Right here, he says, perhaps one reason murder is unforgivable is that having taken life, the murderer cannot restore it. Restitution in full is not possible. Also, having robbed one virtue, one of virtue, it is impossible to give it back. So he is doubling down, in fact, to say that murder is unforgivable. However, the truly repentant soul, he goes on, will usually find things which can be done to restore to some extent. The true spirit of repentance demands this. Ezekiel taught, if the wicked give again that he had robbed, walk in the statues of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live. But if we look again at the passage that he's even referencing, this is only proving that the person can actually be forgiven according to the way that they're seeing this passage if they make restitution for what they've done. And they cannot make restitution for someone that they murder. If we look at Ezekiel 33:15, the one that he referenced, we see this. If the wicked, wicked restore the pledge, give it again that he had robbed, walk in the statues of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Give again that he had robbed. In other words, they give back the things that they had robbed from them. Then that person can be forgiven, but you cannot give back a life that you've already given up. One other passage that Mormons might want to reference is one found within another part of the Doctrine of Covenants. Looking at Doctrine of Covenants 132, we say that David's wives and concubines were given unto him of me by the hand of Nathan, my servant, and other prophets who had the keys of this power. And in these things, he did not sin against me, save in the case of Uriah, and his wife, and therefore he hath fallen from exaltation and received his portion, and she he shall not inherit them out of the world, for I gave them unto another, saith the Lord. In other words, this passage, once again, is not justifying David and saying, despite David killing Uriah and many other people that he killed in battle, he is not forgiven. This doctrine of covenants, 132, is not then making restitution for or explaining why David would, despite being a killer, still be in heaven. So, according to LDS scriptures, both in the original passage we looked at, and in this later passage in 132, and according to the prophets themselves, David will not be in heaven. 
The same would have to be said for anyone else in the Old Testament that ever killed anyone. So Moses will not be in heaven. Gideon will not be in heaven. Joshua will not be in heaven. Samson will not be in heaven. So I have to ask, when you take away some of the most central characters of all of the Old Testament and tell us that that person isn't going to be in heaven, that writers of even some of the largest chunks of the entire Old Testament isn't going to be in heaven, what hope is there for you? And don't you see that there might be a little bit of a contradiction in your faith if you're saying that the greatest founders of the faith, Moses, who is believed to write the first five books of the Bible, and David, who probably wrote some of the Proverbs and most of the Psalms, aren't going to be in heaven? Doesn't that seem a little bit like a contradiction? Well, yeah, that's a good point.